Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast uh, where, you know, we usually forget the tagline, but actually we're going to be talking a bit about that. We want to talk about that a bit. Yeah. Um, Sarah has uh, come up with, uh, you know, some topics recently that um, really caught my eye. So why don't you, why don't you explain it more? You're better at that. <laughs> Well, I'm not that good at it, but I've just been reading a little bit about, because our tagline before was um, watching like movies with queer women and we were using the word women with an X. And um, I've been reading about how that's actually not very inclusive because it, it kind of makes this like, um, it kind of implies this other category that trans women are in um, or like that non-binary people are like women light or whatever mm-hmm. women and, light yeah <laughs> um and that's just not true and yeah, trans yeah. women are women and non-binary people aren't women and so um we're just gonna change it back to women spelled w-o-m-e-n um and we but like we as people are including like as broad a perspective as we can with the movies that we're watching and our discussion of the movies. Um, There is not a lot of great representation or a lot of volume of representation for trans women or non-binary people. Um, So occasionally we will be watching movies that include characters who are trans or non-binary, but mostly (laughs) we're just watching like lesbian movies. Um, But we'll just also be kind of looking at it through a critical lens in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's never our intention to be exclusive. We want to be as inclusive as possible. Um, But it's also, you know, a huge comment. What we, you know, uh, watch and review is a big uh, commentary on what is out there. Sorry. <laughs> um, my computer's making noises. We're recording remotely still because of the pizza pan. And <gasps> wow, I've never heard that. <laughs> I always say and there's my washer going off too. So <laughs> the, um, background noises. Hopefully they're done now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also doing it remotely because now I live like, mm, I don't know, 50 miles away from you. Yeah, and like a boat ride. No, you can no get boat here ride. without a boat. Oh, okay, good to know. I do live on an island, but it's a bridge. Bridge okay. to an island, thank God. Well, um, that I've never been there, but <laughs> hopefully one day I can come visit. I, ha- I visited a handful of times before I moved here. Um, but anyway, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so yeah, we want to be, always our goal is to be as inclusive as possible. Um, So we do want to, you know, add non-binary people um, into these films whenever possible. That's never um, something that we uh, intended to or will ever exclude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, trans women as well. Yeah. Yeah, that... We'll be using the X in women. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was, um, I think as people, we're always looking for a way to simplify and you know, for me, at least I was like, oh, this is a great umbrella term. Perf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, always, um, I, 
I think I'm always drawn towards umbrella terms too. Mm-hmm. Um, even just for myself, like in my own identity, but I do see how they can be very flattening in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I just saw a meme recently that was like, it's 2021. You still don't have your pronouns in your zoom thing. And I realized I don't, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I haven't zoomed in a while. No, it's, it's not. There's no buts. I'll, I'll put them in eventually after the skull. Um, far from the only one. What'd you say? You're far from the only one who doesn't have their oh. pronouns. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, yeah, I, you know, it's just something, again, we need to be better about. Um, yeah, you have yours in there. Um, basically, every single other person I know does. And <laughs> I need to get on this. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else that you wanted to share about that? No, I think, I think I've said what I want to say about it. What about you? Dunzo. (laughs) Um, So today we are going to talk about Ellie and Abby and Ellie's dead aunt. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad you said the title because if I had said it, I would have said Ellie's gay aunt. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not the correct title. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Although it is correct with the plot line. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. Um, so we were first introduced to this, or at least I say we, mm. but really I just mean me, um, through the <laughs> Seattle Queer Film Festival. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, I don't know. You could have been like really into Australian <laughs> indie films. I don't know you. I don't know your life. Yeah, just kidding. I know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not against Australian indie films, just not my wheelhouse. <laughs> not my country, not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, so you can currently, um, for those in Australia, you can watch this on Binge and I believe Foxtel. Um, but not 100% certain on that because I can't vouch for it because I don't live there. Yeah. Maybe if you got a VPN or something, you could do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Last time I tried to do VPN, I felt like a grandma. So yeah, <laughs> no thank. I'm like, I'd rather just not then. I'd like, rather not. Um, <laughs> this was one movie that I feel like, um, you know, there are several movies in the Seattle Queer Film Festival that I liked. Um, but this one, yes, we definitely did. We, um, we could talk a bit about those too, but this is the one that I felt like uh, um it was just really sweet. Mm-hmm. It's really cute and funny. It's very pure, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very cool. pure. Yeah. Um, some of the others, like No Shade, maybe we'll talk about them at another time, like in more in depth. But um, they were just, uh, you know, a bit sad. Um, but there were some short films that I really liked. Um, yeah. Um. So from that, from the Seattle queer film. Queer Film Festival. Sorry, mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw... I, I wasn't able to watch all of them, which was really sad. Um, but I saw Forgotten Roads. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw that one, too. I really liked it. Yeah, so that one... That one was really good, too. Um, it's one of the... It's also called The Way We Move. Um, that one is a Spanish-language film. Um and I liked that it was about older lesbians. Mm-hmm. 
I think that was that was really sweet. There's also another one with older lesbians in it called The Two of Us. Did you see that one? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, so that one's a French one. Okay. Um, I don't think I got to finish it all, unfortunately, but from what I saw, I liked. So there was that. And then of course the girl shorts and what were what were the ones that you were saying you watched? Um, in the girl shorts. Or like oh, or just watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the girl shorts. I watched um Monsoon, which I believe is on Netflix now. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is. Um oh. which was not a lesbian movie. It was a gay movie. It was about, um, I believe it was Vietnam. It was Vietnam. Um, and the main character kind of goes his, he was a refugee from there when he was a kid with his parents and he goes back and like kind of reconnects with some of his family there. And then he meets this guy whose father was a Vietnam vet. Mm -hmm. um and they kind of fall in love I kind of wish that it was a very quiet movie I liked it like the cinematography was really nice and um and for the most part I I liked it but it was a little too slow for me and I also feel like they didn't really dig into that dynamic they just sort of brought it up where it was Mm -hmm. like this American soldier um black American soldier who fought in Vietnam and like that whole dynamic between like his son and then falling in love with this other guy they sort of talked about it a little bit but like not that much so i don't know yeah yeah i oh god no that's go ahead (laughs) i was gonna say mostly just like i stuck to the the lesbian ones um Mm -hmm. some of them i thought were you know really cute and some I was like I roll um (laughs) there are um we can put them in the show notes for all the ones that we saw um but the one that I thought was really cute it's only four minutes long and it's called 6 23 a.m um and it's these two I assume they identify as women but I don't know Mm -hmm. um these two people and I assume it's 6.23 a.m. or whatever, and they have been out all night, and um, they both don't remember each other's names, (laughs) Um, but they have a conversation with each other, Um, and it's just really sweet. It's a, and the, basically the summary is, it's the perfect first date, except they forgot one key element. Will their initial attraction be enough to move past this common social blunder? Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it's really sweet. (laughs) Um, there was another one I watched that I forgot about until just now, but mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, and it was called Ahead of the Curve, and it was about that magazine, Curve. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. Lesbian magazine. Mm-hmm. So it was a documentary. Um, and even though Curve is, like, far from perfect uh, as, like, an entity, it was, like, mm-hmm. very important, I think. Um, yeah. Time, and it still exists as far as I know, but um, it was definitely like kind of on its last legs. It, it seemed like mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, um, which is true for a lot of print, like journalism stuff or just magazine. Yeah, stuff. print Yeah, print in general is a struggling yeah. empire, business, yeah. whatever you want yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. 
and especially things that are like periodical as opposed to like books I think are not struggling as much but stuff yeah. magazines and newspapers are really struggling and so but it was really interesting to like sort of see the the evolution of that and the people who were involved and how it sort of grew over time yeah I wanted to see that as a you know because it is part of history mm-hmm. in my opinion you yeah. know it's a part of gay history and you know what was available um because it was the first lesbian magazine is that or magazine for lesbians yeah and it actually was called De Neuve for like oh. most of its life and then changed as in Catherine it. yes and so that was the <laughs> thing too where like it was there was like this whole kind of secret around where the name came from I don't know why it was like a big secret but they basically got sued and had to change their name so <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I guess so <laughs> but after yeah. like a really long time like it had been in publication for a really long time <laughs> that's but funny <laughs> nice tidbit yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's another one I wanted to go see um right when SIF or not SIF. SQFF. SQFF. <laughs> Brought on by SIF. <laughs> um, when it was happening, I was in the process of showing my house to move. So I was like, yeah. cool, I'll watch all these movies in a hotel room that I share with my kids. You know, like, <laughs> not yeah. awkward at all. <laughs> um, so that was, I didn't get to watch as many as I wanted to. Yeah. Um it was also a while ago now at this point. Yeah. We were planning to do this recording quite a while ago. <laughs> yeah. And then the yeah. pizza pan continued yep. and our lives are, you know, a bit different than they were a year ago. So, okay. um, yeah. But another one that I really liked is called Got Game. Oh, um, that one. I don't know if you saw this one. It was kind of like a video game oh yes I did see it oh I love that (laughs) yeah so it's like built up like a video game um and I believe uh so that it looks like it's 15 minutes long and it says Kudeha I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right and her preoccupied wing woman explore potential hookups at a video game inspired kink party Mm. (laughs) um and it's I thought a lot of people like didn't like it I thought it was hilarious because it's a lot of people didn't like it yeah well not I guess I should say a lot of people two people (laughs) that I spoke to didn't like it (laughs) um I think because of the video game element but I liked it because of the video game element Um, who wrote that or who made it Fatima Asghar she's a really really good poet oh that's fantastic I had no idea yeah so and then the one above that the bra mitzvah I thought that one was so funny um (laughs) yeah I did see that one yeah it's you know if I think if you're Jewish you might find it even funnier than I did or maybe offensive I don't know um but it stars or not stars but Bridget McManus is in there she's a oh I knew I recognized her yeah where do I know her from um so she's a comedian I think she was on Big Gay Sketch Show. Um, she's been on a lot of Tello stuff, I know. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's big on Tello. Um, 
in the early days of, or I should, shouldn't say early days when after Ellen was in its heyday and not total trash, she had really funny like vlogs and um, shows on there. Mm-hmm. But um, RIP. Yeah. yeah. But really, yeah, to what it used to be, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any other shorts that you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think I think that's it. Um, so then that brings us to Ellie and Abby, and Ellie is dead on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love this movie so much. Like you said, you it's too. so pure. And um, also, it was exciting that the person who played Ellie's aunt also was in All About E. Yes. We talked about so, so long ago when we interviewed, <laughs> I almost called her Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had to say. We interviewed Mandala Rose, which is in the archives. You can go find it. But Mandala yes. Rose is the other person. Who was in yes. Um, so Julia uh, Billington mm-hmm. uh, plays Tara um and she's yeah she's in she's the other woman in all about E, which we talked about in episode six. Oh my god Whoa. Wait, what are we on right now 61 i can't believe we've done that <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm oh, like wow a little sense of pride yeah. um yeah i was so happy to see her because she gets to play a comedy role in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's still quite serious, but she gets to play around with her character a lot because mm-hmm. she's like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> a dead gay ghost. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. As someone who is into the gay aunt archetype yeah. as like a thing, I thought this movie was perfect. Like, I don't know, not perfect, I guess, but it was just right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, it's it's playful and serious. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like it has everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's not so much like, at least as far as I remember, there wasn't a ton of angst about coming out. No. There was a little bit, but it wasn't like a huge thing. Yeah, it's mainly a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so one of the things that I was looking at in uh, research was the director, um, who is Monica Zanetti. Um, She is queer. Uh, She wrote and directed this film. And she also does Sisters on Netflix. I'm not sure if you have seen that. No. Um, But essentially, yeah, so it's... Yeah, it's about these three women who find out that they are half siblings. Um, and they find out oh, that I've seen the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they find out that they are three female siblings amongst dozens of <laughs> um they have dozens of other brothers, half brothers, um, because they were um I guess they used a, their parents used a sperm donor or they thought they were doing IVF and really it was all the same person donating sperm. So um, any wild stories like that. Mm-hmm. I recently did an ancestry um, did? DNA thing for Christmas. 
And I was like, oh my God, this would be so wild. Like if this happens, it'll be crazy. (laughs) No, it, it, my family's just boring. The first person I matched with DNA wise Mm -hmm. is my grandma. (laughs) Who's dead. So (laughs) she somehow did that before she died. Thanks. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And my uncle, I was like, oh, I don't have any like (laughs) secret stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I know someone who that happened to. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. Um, but so Monica Zanetti, she, uh, who's a director and writer, she really wanted this to be a very inclusive um, film. Uh, she wanted it to be as queer as possible. She got, she has a 50% or more maybe, um, like queer cast, crew, all of that, that was on this film. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and that was her her big goal. Um, was and she had- That uh, woman, I forgot her name, but the one who was in All About Ye. Yeah, uh, Julia uh, Billington. Is she queer in real life? I actually don't know. Okay. Um, but I know that um, Monica Zanetti, the director mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the staff, staff (laughs) some of the cast um I know is queer in real life but um or at least like openly I'm not sure if um others are but um aren't open about it Mm. um like Sophie Hawkshaw who plays Ellie she's straight um Zoe Tarakis um who plays Abby is um they them in real life um I don't know then Sorry? They're non-binary. They're non-binary. Yes. I don't know. Um, or actually, it says that they are trans-masculine. Oh, okay. And cool. they're... Um, yeah, that's true. Not everyone Instagram. who say them pronouns are is uh, non-binary. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I'm going to have to follow them on Instagram. Yeah. So I don't know if they identified this way during the film, but definitely during the... Um, the Q and a, um, afterwards for one of the, um, uh, I watched a YouTube video with, where there was a, another film festival Q and a, um, it was really important to Monica to have a very inclusive, mm-hmm. um, you know, a cast. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about Rachel house who played Patty? I know that she is in penguin bloom. Oh, I don't Which know. Which is, that is a Naomi Watts movie. She's also the grandma in Moana. She is? Oh, she is. She's in like every Taika Watiti movie. And so <laughs> that's why I was like happy to see her here too. I oh love my God. her. And I love her character. So great. She is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she's so she's great. Also she's also with aunt, basically. Yeah. She's also in Soul as well. Oh, she um, is. So she oh, does uh, voice work, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, she has a fantastic voice, that Kiwi yeah. accent. Yeah. To and dive she, I just, I find her very magnetic to watch too. She really is. Yeah. She's extremely magnetic. Um, and, and she's funny. She has like this deadpan humor. I was <laughs> watching um, that movie, Hunt for the Wilder People. Did you ever see that? No, I haven't. Okay. It's on Netflix. And I think I saw it at Seattle International Film Festival, like a few years ago, but she's in that and she plays this social services like worker and she's just 
too much. Anyway, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> yeah, and Penguin Bloom, she plays a physical therapist, oh. and she's very sassy. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah, she just de- um, delivers one-liners so well, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, so she's kind of like, you know, one of those people that I it's a treasure to see her and stuff, but it's like a new treasure for me. I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. now I need to check out like everything she's done. She's yeah. pretty cool. You do a Rachel um, house canon. I did, this is a total aside, but this winter I did a, a Kristen Stewart canon watch where yeah. I watched everything, almost everything Kristen Stewart was ever in, which is a lot yeah, of bad yeah. things. <laughs> you know what the best one is? Which one? Panic Room. What? <laughs> That's so true. It's it <laughs> I fucking love that movie. That she so acted the shit it. out of that. And oh, she was just a kid. I know. I'm watching it just like, wow. And Jodie Foster, just iconic. Yeah, anyway. and I love their like gay mom relationship. Like yeah. it's real in real yeah. life. <laughs> um what what I also saw. Um, interesting is that when I was looking at the IMD pages for these actors, a lot of them have worked together in the past. Um, That's so I wonder. Fun to see, I feel like. Yeah. So there's like a lot of. Um, I don't really remember them because I'm not Australian, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't write them down because <laughs> I'm not smart either. But. <laughs> um, Sometimes you don't have the bandwidth. Exactly, but there are a lot of like lawyer shows and like some soap operas similar to like home and away if not exactly home and away um so that a lot of them have like intertwined on and my personal fave wentworth (laughs) i still haven't watched that my mom told me to watch it every time a tv show that has gay or queer characters in it especially if they're women she tells me right away that i need to watch it I'm like, okay, well. That's a, that's a mom you need in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also. Guess, like every, I'm like, I don't need to watch every single thing that ever had a. <laughs> that's character. true. I, like I die before then. Yeah. <laughs> which is, oh, which is good. Yeah. It's changing. That's good. Um, Like right now, Zoe Tarakis is on, Um, I believe they go by Zoe or Zoe. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to say Zoe from now on so zoe is on wentworth also as a trans character really so yeah when was this happening i thought that was like over um i think they find they wrapped it up but they are on the last two seasons okay good to know maybe i will watch it then i kind of felt burned out on like prison shows after orange is the new black but Mm -hmm. this one is definitely intense yeah gory at times oh, yeah that's so, ooh, i don't know yeah. i can't really do the gore at least it, not right now i'm like not in an emotional yeah <laughs> it's it's hard it even says in the like um like netflix has those like tags it says gore which i don't really agree with 100 percent. but there are when it does get nasty it, yeah i can yeah i understand that but it's not like a gory show okay. um is it yeah. like working black level gore or more than that? Way more. Oh, okay. Orphan Black was kind of my limit. Oh, Orphan Black. I thought you said Orange yeah. is the New Black. Oh, Orphan no. Black. No, that's about. Okay. Yes. Okay. I could handle it then. Equal. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe a little bit more. Okay. Um, I say that not having seen the last season still. Don't hate me. Of Orphan Black? Yes. Oh, I won't hate you. You're in for a treat when you watch it. I know. Like, that's true. More, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to rewatch everything because I that show goes so fast. I don't. Yeah. I've truly forgotten everything. Um, We're doing a great job talking about just one thing. <laughs> yeah. Listen. It's okay. People it's are great. Catch up episode too. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I, this was the first Australian uh, feature at the Sydney Mardi Gras um, film festival in 2020. They had never had a feature film front that was Australian at their own pride festival before. And I was that like, is, wow. Yeah. That's like legendary. I yeah. feel like <laughs> um, where it's like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, which I feel like that's, you know, it's still fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And it's such a great movie. At least no one had to sit through a, a terrible film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, this, this is what we have to offer. Really? <laughs> Because <laughs> we do know that the lesbian cinematic history is not always the best. <laughs> Understatement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and this was originally made as a play. Oh, no way. Yeah. I can see it. It, it kind of gives prom vibes. Oh, yeah. It does. But this is way better than prom. In my opinion. <sighs> yes. No, it really is. I was... <laughs> That was a kind of a sad sigh because I wanted more from the yeah. prom. I was so bored. I was so bored watching that. And I love a musical. And I just, really? I was, I was a little upset. It yeah. was still, it was like cute, but it was like, shouldn't this take place like 20 years ago with all yeah, this exactly. rhetoric? And shouldn't this be a, like a short film? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I, like two and a half hours. That's true. Of James Corden being sad <laughs> when he's not gay. Yeah, they did kind of drag that shit out. <laughs> um, but it basically it had really great reviews when it was a play. It was you know produced and um, the only cast member that's still around is uh, Sophie Hackshaw who plays Ellie. Oh, um, she was in the original p- production and play? Wow, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so she plays, you know, she's been Ellie this whole time. So she's been playing Ellie for years at this point. Wow. <laughs> and has been with Monica, like, the whole time really developing this. Um, and they decided to make it a movie. Um, and they, you know, went to, I guess, producers or I don't know. I don't know the lingo. But basically, <laughs> they said... This film doesn't have any dudes in it. Where are the dudes? Shouldn't you replace? Like, why does Ellie have to have a mom? Why can't she have like a single dad wow. or something like that? And um, Marta Desseldorp, who mm-hmm. plays the mom, is, you know, a very big name in mm-hmm. Australia. So Monica Zanetti was like, are you telling me to literally like take out this fantastic tv actress or and film actress as well and just to replace her with some dude so she walked away from producing and crowdfunded the movie instead whoa which i was like that's amazing 
this this movie has like a really interesting backstory. I know. <laughs> I was so I was so excited to um you know uh to talk about this because of all the research we that I got to do. Um and they raised $50,000 in 36 days for the movie. So Sounds like um, a lot, but also don't movies cost like millions of dollars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> they were able to pull it off, which I think is fantastic. Was that their um, whole budget? $50,000? I don't know. Okay. That I didn't look up. some other funding too. Yeah, I'm sure they did or, you know, personal, yeah. you know, funds or whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, you know, it was pretty indie, um, but it was shot really well. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed really that it was like indie budget because it had high production value. It looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the key to it is that there's not a lot of different settings, right? It's like Mm -hmm. a house and a school, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's nice. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay, pay too much. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things Monica wanted to put into the production is more of Australia's history um gay history um yeah and there was that part of it yeah kind of more about that part yeah which uh Tara is she embodies that right Mm -hmm. as as a character um we would say maybe maybe we shouldn't spoil it I don't know like spoilers that's something with why she died Yes. So yeah. you'll figure out why she dies. Um, and it revolves around the real event of um, the cleansing march of 1989 uh, by preacher and New South Wales politician Fred Nile. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like an amalgam of a bunch of different stories from that time period, um, including um, the Bondi Cliffs murders. Okay. Um, which was, I don't, I don't think it's been solved, but essentially there were a lot of people who were killed in the 80s and 90s. And by a lot, I mean, at least 88 deaths yeah. linked to um, gay men um, and probably women as well getting killed um, on or near Bondi Beach. Oh my gosh. Um, and so she wanted to include something beyond the Mardi Gras rhetoric Mm -hmm. um which I actually don't know the story of but um (laughs) I should have looked that up (laughs) but I didn't um so yeah Tara Aunt Tara is an amalgam of those stories so yeah as you can you know we won't tell you the specifics but yeah you can assume it gets a little dark Mm -hmm. yeah but what's interesting is that Aunt Tara doesn't know how she died. Yeah. Which I feel like is so interesting for like a ghost. <laughs> Not yeah. to know how they died. Yeah. But I guess I, it, it makes it sense. Interesting. I guess that kind of like it kind of touches on maybe like that psychological phenomenon where like when you are close to death like you kind of black out. I mean mm-hmm. I don't know if that's universally true or not but you kind of like I mean, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of like you don't really know what's going on anymore. And people I know who have been through like near death experiences, they do lose their memory around like you know those specific moments. 
mm-hmm. exactly happened. Yeah, it's like yeah, a I'm lot of senses. Everyone, some people. Yeah, a lot of senses can be heightened, mm-hmm. but maybe not the, you might not remember a sequence of events, you know, yeah. perfectly well, but you might remember how something smelled. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's interesting. That might just um, be true for like trauma in general. Yeah. Um, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that would. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically it has, um, what's great about this film not only is it showing like a history of Australia's, um, I guess Australia's gay history, mm-hmm. um, but it's also like this universal teen experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is, you know, even if a straight teenager watched this film, they would be able to identify, you know, very well to Ellie, I feel like, um, because it's this about- story. <laughs> Yeah, at his court, like she just wants to ask someone to the prom and she's afraid <laughs> to do so. Yeah. <laughs> she's a little nervous. Yeah. Um, and it's not so much because of like being queer, but more just because you're you get nervous when you're a teenager and you want to ask someone out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really doesn't have anything to do with being queer. Yeah. Um and there is like a coming out scene, as you were saying before, there's a little bit of, you know, angst around that, but it's also quick. I feel like when it happens, Um, I was confused, Ellie and Abby. So Ellie is like, her mom asked her something like, what are you doing? And she's like, I want to ask a girl to the formal. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, so it happens so quickly, but yeah, there is angst around that. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to do a coming out story in a way, because the angst was like, oh my God, mom, like what the, <laughs> I thought you were like so progressive. And the mom, I guess all she really cares about is making sure Ellie has grandkids, which is like another level of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm, Okay. Yeah, she just kind of like paused. The mom Earth is well on its way to being uninhabitable. So, what are you worried about? <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, so, like, the mom kind of like pauses. She doesn't do anything like mm-hmm. terrible. She's not like you're going to go to hell or anything. No. Um, but it's a long enough pause that Ellie's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and her but aunt Tara. Are- yeah, the yeah. pasta is more about like just the mom because Ellie doesn't know this, but Tara was the mom's sister. And mm-hmm. so I think there's maybe some like emotion around that too, just because like Tara was gay and or you know, lesbian or queer or however <laughs> she said mm-hmm. it. Um and yeah, I think probably there was some like just remembering her sister and what happened to her and just having some emotional reaction to that. Exactly. So not only is there the stupid, like, Oh, what about grandkids kind of thing? But it's also, she's reliving her trauma right now Mm -hmm. and she's afraid that what's going to happen to her sister will happen to her daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, basically, you know, the, her fairy, godmother arrives um in the form of tara Mm -hmm. and um 
Ellie has never met Tara before she was born way after. So she's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) And she's like, I know, like, yeah, she looks like that from pictures, but like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Um, And basically Tara says she's going to help her through the coming out process. (laughs) And the asking, asking out process. And the asking out process for sure. Um, I love. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've been thinking about like the generational thing too, also, because I've been watching that show Generation on HBO Mm -hmm. and like how different generations of queer people really have such different contexts in which Mm -hmm. they're like living their lives. And it, like in a way, I think it's like really, really useful and not just useful, but like, I don't know just good to know like how other generations kind of dealt with their contexts in terms of how it felt and looked like to be queer and Mm -hmm. out and like but I don't know where I was going with that well everyone is different so like the the advice seems outdated a lot of times which is really funny funny. (laughs) yeah it's so funny in the context of 20. 2021 right Mm -hmm. um from where we are now but it's also like I could imagine 14 year old me Mm -hmm. watching the l word and like hearing that and probably like writing it down as like a mental note in my head like oh yeah that would probably be a good idea um but now looking back or at least like if I could try to put myself into a 14 year old today they're like who the fuck is Katie Lang who is Melissa (laughs) Etheridge like why and why should I care about them? Um, you know, and you don't have to care about them. But yeah, I think that brings a level of empathy, right? To, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's so much about like cancel culture that mm-hmm. I hate, but like a lot of people will like cancel someone who's like, oh, what about that butch femme dynamic? Isn't that so outdated? And it's like, yes. But <laughs> when you're hearing it like from someone who grew up with that dynamic and it meant a lot to them and define the community for what it is, like, mm-hmm. I think it's, it doesn't mean you have to like it or not, but it's just right. interesting to, ner- to learn about. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So she definitely gets a lot of that late yeah. 80s advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the scary. 80s clothes. I love Tara's outfits. They're very, very fun. Oh my god. Yes, I love her vest. So many yeah. patches, feminist and queer patches all over it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ellie really likes this girl, Abby. And um basically the whole movie revolves around I would say them getting to know each other and Ellie trying they're fumbling. Oh, so <laughs> much fumbling, so much fumbling. Yeah. Um. But it is that kind of like, I have a crush on you. Do you have a crush on me? Mm-hmm. I think you have a crush on me. Why isn't this going the way I want it to? <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah. Um. It reminded me of all the stupid things that we do as teenagers, or even in our twenties. <laughs> to think about We're in our whole lives in our whole lives like, yeah. get, maybe specifically yeah um you know to get someone to notice us mm-hmm. um when we're in that very vulnerable stage so mm-hmm. the way ellie tries to get abby's attention is by getting detention because yeah. abby's kind of a bad girl yeah 
um, is in detention, which I don't know how the hell Ellie found out, but yeah, the plot didn't need me to know that. Yeah. <laughs> but basically everything Ellie that comes out of Ellie's mouth is just like a thousand percent incorrect and wrong. I and know. But yeah, it's sometimes just like, oh no. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's super cringeworthy if you yeah. have a like a cringe factor where you're like, I can't watch other people making a fool of themselves. Like this movie. Embarrassment, maybe don't. Yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, you will definitely have secondhand embarrassment. If you're one of those people that just can't do that, this is not the movie for you. Yeah, (laughs) at least not the beginning. What'd you say? At least not the beginning. It kind of gets a little better at the end. Yeah, yeah, I would say probably like halfway through, yeah, just like Ellie starts to realize um the advice that her aunt gave her was um you know she had to kind of translate it to modern times yeah but it was really as easy as she was setting it out to be um and that she needed to stop overthinking it so much mm-hmm. yeah um because at one point um the aunt tar aunt tar does disappear mm-hmm. um and we won't necessarily tell you why but yeah um ellie's left to her own devices mm-hmm. to figure it all out um which, which is, is also for the best yeah exactly it's for the best and it's something but at that- the same time like it also like her having that time with her dead aunt um kind of set her up to be able to do that i think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um and it becomes you know another coming of age thing where you need to figure life out for yourself how are you going to do this what kind of person do you want to be um and go from there yeah so it's it's super sweet um one of the other things i loved 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 about this movie was um the character of patty um, yeah me too played by rachel house um Mm -hmm. we don't really know who she is for quite a while Mm -hmm. um later well you just you know that like she's friends with the mom exactly you know that she's friends with the mom um she's a retired person but also (laughs) does uber driving um gig economy gig economy and um you find out later on um that there is that patty and tara were in a relationship together um and that's why patty is such a good friend um you know I shouldn't say that's why she's such a good friend but it's why the mom and Patty are still very close Mm -hmm. um and Patty's close with Ellie too yeah for sure she's like you know another parent I would say Mm -hmm. um she's always there for Ellie like I feel like at her um events Mm -hmm. um you know anything that's like big at school or her personal life she's she's there for Mm -hmm. um yeah like she is there for the prom helps her get or the formal helps her get ready for it and stuff like yeah. that or like no, we keep calling it the prom but yeah. <laughs> there's actually a scene with that one of the students calls it a prom oh. <laughs> it a teacher who's like it's not a prom <laughs> so funny um but yeah um I won't go too much into the Patty Tara thing but having that person there I think for her mom um, is so important because you get to see how truly tragic it was for Mm -hmm. both 
um, Ellie's mom and Patty to yeah. go through this. And Ellie doesn't quite understand. No. Um, she also has that adolescent thing where she's pretty self-absorbed. Yeah, she doesn't understand like the tragedy of it. She's, but it's also because she doesn't know the facts of it. Um, yeah. She doesn't know the facts of why her aunt died. Yeah, because um, we never told her. Exactly. And for, well, I wouldn't say for good reason, but I think maybe as a child for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so in the end, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, ties up very nicely mm-hmm. it's very sweet um and everyone you know kind of ends up in a good place yeah um and we get to hear um, from tara when she was living which is nice as well mm-hmm. um her speech is you know yeah. very sweet and fantastic um yeah another um part that this movie talks about is outed being outed versus Mm -hmm. um coming out Mm -hmm. um it's very short but um the character of abby is outed when she's a really a child um Mm -hmm. you know just in like middle school so um it talks about the impact of that as well and how um damaging that can be Mm -hmm. even if it's true yeah you know (laughs) um you know if you know how gossip can be yeah true or not um yeah but in general I thought it was you know a a film that was truly like universal for like teenagers (laughs) I liked it a lot I thought it did a good job balancing like the cute teenage love story with like the sort of idea of like um elders and especially queer elders and like uh, multi-generational experience of queerness and and also just like friendship mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah yeah and from yeah. a different different perspectives too um mm-hmm. you know obviously like the mom is straight um but you get to see you know her perspective of it as well Mm-hmm. as an ally um which you know brings um some <laughs> not like a huge part to the movie but it is interesting i think it brings more of a like familial how do you deal with someone's mm-hmm. uh, especially like your sister's trauma mm-hmm. i guess or your own trauma mm-hmm. about your sister um yeah. yeah the elders thing that's that's something i didn't I mean, I thought of, but I didn't quite put it into those words. But yeah, Patty is a queer elder. Mm -hmm. And Tara is a queer elder too, um, though she is dead. Yeah, she's a ghost, but she still is. She's just like still stuck in that area, you know? (laughs) So it's, you know, an interesting interesting place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, overall, I really liked this movie a lot and would recommend it for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah, one of the things I found very interesting as well about Patty, um, and I saw this in a Melbourne International Film Festival um, YouTube video about like a Q&A with the cast and um, the director. Um, 
so Patty, as an Uber driver, it's never stated in the film, but basically kind of like the director's head canon is that she helps um, people get home safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like kind of like her passion um, to make sure that they don't end up like Tara, um, which I won't get into the specifics of Tara or anything and her death, but um it made me, you know, think like, oh, that is like a very noble reason. And I'm sure there are a lot of Uber drivers out there that, I mean, not all, let's be real, um, <laughs> who want to make sure, you know, that someone gets home safe because they've had someone who, you know, was involved in a drunk driving accident or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought, I thought that was interesting that the director shared her own little like headcanon. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> And I'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. Cool. Yeah, but I, I agree. I would definitely recommend this to anyone, really. Yeah, you too. Unless you don't like secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> yeah, I was, I loved finding out that this cast was, you know, 50% um, LGBTQ identifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the... I don't know. That's lack of a better, lack of a better word before it, but balls <laughs> that um, the director had to continue this mm-hmm. um, process and get it crowdfunded and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so in general, for us in the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be working on a schedule of like once a month um, mm-hmm. because even though we wish we could do this you know like every week um, it's something that um, in the pan pizza yeah. of life pizza pan mm-hmm. of life um, you know our lives have been filled um, in ways that I never thought would be possible before at mm-hmm. least for me um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's a blessing for, yeah. for me anyway. Um, yeah. So we are still super dedicated to this. We love doing it and we mm-hmm. love hearing from you guys. So please let us know um, if you have like a request that you want us to uh, review um, or anything like that. You can email us at galpalswatch at gmail.com. Yep. And we're on Twitter at galpalswatch when we go on there, which is not that often. <laughs> not that often, but um, also Instagram at galpalswatch. Mm-hmm. Um, same deal there. <laughs> yeah. Same deal. Yeah. Get some goodies from. Uh, yeah. Alicia does really good goodies on Instagram. <laughs> um, just something to, you know, get you guys uh, interested. And yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so are you still gay? Still, I would say, actually, I think I'm like not. <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was gonna make this just like a silly thing. Anymore. I think okay. I'm just gonna say queer for myself. That's good. But um, uh, you can still say the outro. I mean, because I feel hella gay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>